Welcome to the Wholesome Healing Collective. Join us on our podcast for a journey into the hearts of healers from all walks of life. Diving deep as we explore meaningful conversations that have the power to inspire, empower, and share life-changing wisdom. Through this community, we hope to create a welcoming environment where our listeners leave feeling nurtured and uplifted. We are so delighted you are here. My name is Alyssa. And I'm Renee. Grab a drink, get cozy, and let's dive in. Welcome back to the Wholesome Healing Collective podcast. Uh, Alyssa and Renee here today, and we are back again talking about healers and what is a healer and who considers themselves healers and all of that. Um, So again, expanding on a conversation we had a couple weeks ago, because I realized I had some resistance to um, being called a healer. And at the beginning of that podcast, I made it a point to say that I don't consider myself a healer because I think that um, my client does the healing work. You know, they're healing themselves and I'm just simply a conduit. But as Renee and I continue to discuss that process, um, not everybody is a healer. And so we are healing our clients. And so how do we not call ourselves healers? So we just want to dive into this topic a bit more. Um, ask some inspiring questions and just kind of see where it goes. I love how in-depth we can go with this topic and just how many layers and directions that um, that we can go. It's very nuanced. Yes. And somewhat, I would say somewhat controversial too. Uh, one thing that I that came up for me as you were saying that and maybe a source of resistance is especially with terms like shamanism or um, the, that like category of healing. I think for so long, it's something that gets uh, titled to you or handed to you by an elder. It's not something that we proclaim for ourselves. I think we kind of chatted about that a little bit in sidebar combos and I think for me, that's a bit of a source of my resistance is feeling like I need someone to give me that. I can't proclaim it for myself, regardless of what I'm doing and the results that people are getting. It's kind of interesting how that's, and I think there is, there's such deep reverence in that, which is beautiful. And it's also a long stemmed, conditioning to keep power relocated to only certain titles or positions within communities, which is something I feel like is dying off as we move into an era where people are self-empowered to heal and support each other in their healing. Yes, I agree with so much of that. Yeah, that was our conversation was I, I have resistance to just calling myself a healer because that word just is thrown around so often. People are just popping up saying I'm a healer. But for me, I feel like it's a long road of training and embodiment and working with the energy to, to feel like I've reached that level. And I don't know, I was on a podcast where it was about how to hire a healer. So somebody else called me a healer. So why can't I just like wear that hat? Why can't I accept 
that that title or that name? Why do I still have resistance to it? Um, and so one of the things we were talking about was the training. Um, we recently started reading this book from Barbara Ann Brennan, and this is actually a pretty old book. I think it's from the eighties, right? Yeah, she has, she has quite the collection, um, that she's written. Mm, And she actually just passed last year. And I feel like I missed out, (laughs) but we still have the books. Maybe that's why we're, uh, coming back to her work now. She's guiding us from another realm. Yes. Yes. Um, as I began diving into this book, I really loved, um, this first paragraph, which, Felt, felt like it gave me permission to continue with all of my, you know, we always talk about how we love learning. We're always trying on new things and dipping our toes into to new modalities. And I almost felt ashamed. Like, why am I exploring all these? Why can't I just be happy with what I originally started? Um, and so this, this paragraph really gave me permission to continue to explore. And I love it. So Barbara Ann Brennan says, I believe it is very important for the healer to have a lot of technical training, counseling methods, anatomy, physiology, pathology, massage, massage technique, as well as some knowledge of acupuncture, homeopathy, and nutritional and herbal cures. These other counseling methods are almost always combined with the laying on of hands, either by the healer or the other care professionals who are working on the case. Um, And laying on of hands for me sounds a lot like Reiki. So combining Reiki with the somatic coaching, the breath work, and the quantum healing hypnosis for me really feels like that full support package. Yeah. And that paragraph like gave me support um, or permission to continue to learn and evolve. And I just love that. I do too. I've had those similar feelings of like, oh, should I niche down? Should I really focus on one thing and just go all out and learning that? And that's really not where my heart is. My heart wants to look at things from different angles and different approaches and learn the hands-on with the mindset stuff, with the emotional body stuff. Um, so I, I love that permissioning to continue to have that full rounded, full package offering. And it's so supportive to us too, right? Like we get to explore and go through all of those stages before we take others through those stages. Yes. And as she says later on, all of that knowledge gives you a foundation as you start communicating with the spirits and channeling information you now know what they're talking about. Instead of like not having any information, any foundation, you're able to fully understand the picture because you did the training. And so for me, this is saying, it's not just one modality or one thing where you can pop out and say, I'm a healer. It takes years and effort to call yourself a healer. Yeah. But then time is also not relevant. So I guess it depends on how, how much you learn, like how quickly you learn or how much you like fully understand everything that you're being given or shown. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's so many sides to it. Yeah. And I think there's the aspect too of 
you know, what part of what we're learning is really tied to our soul mission and what did we come here to do that maybe we've done in tons of lifetimes past, those things are going to come online way faster than other things that are still very valuable to pour into, but just might um, build over time and take a lot longer than things that your soul is like, yeah, I've done this thousands of times and I'm glad that your human is now remembering let's do this <laughs> yes I'm so glad you brought that up that is that's so important and you can even activate certain parts of your DNA to remember this information and then boom it's there yeah and I think that's part of what's so important about exploring all the different things because like for me I came into coaching before I came into breath work and I love coaching and I love the modality of coaching that we learned with really getting into the body. But I honestly feel like that was just a stepping stone and a way for me to learn my way to breath work, which is what my soul really has done so many times before I can feel it it feels like a remembering instead of a learning. Whereas coaching and other things that I'm learning, it feels very much like I'm learning it for the first time. And it takes more time to feel really comfortable with it versus breath work where it's like, I don't really need to plan all that much because I trust so deeply that I already know how to do it my intuition is going to come online. As long as I focus on my energy being right, I'm good. Mm -hmm. And so exploring, if I hadn't, if I just niched down in coaching and just went all in on only learning coaching, I wouldn't have let that lead me to what my soul really, really wanted to remember. Yes. I love that. And you talked about if I'm in the right energy. So we... I know you do. So, and me as well. So we, um, we prioritize our energy, especially when we're holding space, but you know, all day long, we know how important spiritual hygiene is. And we've talked about that in in another episode, but making sure that we're in the right energetic space to hold space is so important. And, um, being that clear channel and removing your ego and, Um, anything that might be weighing you down from fully showing up to hold space for your client is so important. Yeah. Yeah. I think we've touched on it a bit before about the concept of energetic hygiene and another topic that's so juicy that we'll definitely do another full episode on it. But I read something actually yesterday or this morning and was talking about this topic. So I was like, oh, this is perfect. We're meant to talk about this. But it was saying how, like when we brush our teeth, it's something we do every day. We don't question like, oh, how did my teeth get dirty? Or like when your hands feel dirty, but they don't necessarily look dirty, you just go wash them. You don't question like, like, oh, how did this happen? You just do it. And it's the same thing with your energetic hygiene. You just start to get in the habit of clearing your energy, releasing things, ickiness that's attached to you, whatever. 
anything that's not serving you. And you don't need to question or make story or analyze why you feel that way. How did this happen? Like what's attached to me? You just get rid of it and you clear up your channel and you move on. And the more you do that, the faster and easier that is. And I just, I don't know. I love that. And I do, I feel like that's true. The more I've gotten into that habit of like every morning, for instance, that's part of my meditation practices, like grounding, clearing, resetting for the day. Mm. Yeah. It's part of my shower practice. Yeah. Makes it easy for me to add it on to something I, I already do. Yes. Yeah. Pro, pro habit tip y'all add a habit onto an existing habit. Yes. Um, something else I wanted to make sure we talk about is Sam Skelly, our mentor. She is the founder and CEO of Pause Breathwork. Um, says that energy is everything and everything is energy. So kind of similar to what we're talking about with that spiritual hygiene. Um, your energy is everything. And something else that she strongly believes in is that we need to do the work as the coach, the breathwork facilitator. We need to be the one experiencing the transformation for ourselves so that we understand how to take our client through that process and what it's like when we get to those depths. Um, and I know you had some beautiful information or, or just thought stream on that if you want to share. Yeah, we'll see if it comes through the same as when we talked about it earlier. But um, I think it is twofold reflection opportunity when you're thinking about hiring a healer and just being really honest with yourself on whether or not you're ready to dive into the depths of your feelings. Um, Another Sam phrase is, you have to feel to heal. And so not only do you want to be ready to go through your emotions and be supported in that, but also asking the person that you're interested in working with what their healing journey has been like and asking about shadow work or the work they've done with their trauma and how they've healed that. And just not necessarily needing them to go into a lot of detail or, you know, share too much personally right out of the gates if this is your first time meeting them, but just get a pulse check from them on whether or not they are actually diving into that work. Um, If they're not, then, you know, ask yourself if you want someone guiding you into emotions and into, you know, uncovering those shadows and looking at those parts of yourself that you haven't looked at if they haven't done that work. Because um, I feel like it's super important to work with someone who has gone to those steps within themselves and feels really confident in holding you in your emotions because sometimes pain makes people uncomfortable. And the last thing you want is to be sitting across from someone and having your pain make them feel uncomfortable because then your people pleaser is going to come online or your self-judgment is going to come online. You're going to feel guilty for making them feel bad, even though this is your time to feel whatever you're feeling. So making sure that someone is super comfortable in the uncomfort 
of your journey and work because there's going to be times when you're uncomfortable, you're resistant, you're crying, you're frustrated, and they need to be able to hold all of that. So that's super important to me. And to be honest, a lot of times in those initial interactions, I will be very boldly honest about something. And I, um, you know, sometimes we can feel like, oh, I'm going to really hold back. I'm going to wait till I can trust them or I'm going to wait till the comfort's there to like open up. But I'm kind of the opposite where I don't necessarily just dump everything out, but I'll be really open and honest about something in particular. And if I feel any weirdness on the reception of that, I'm like, okay, this probably isn't going to work. But if they're just open and like, oh yeah, like tell me more unfazed, no judgment, they're leaning into it. That's a good sign for me. Yes. I love all of that. Um, And I love how you really lean into that like vulnerability up front. So you, you know, if it's a safe space, you know, you want to continue working. Yeah. Um, Your system will tell you really quick if it's like icky or if you're like, okay, I'm okay. Yes. Um, and if you haven't watched episode, um, I'm going to say 31, but I'm not entirely sure how to hire a healer, practitioner, coach. Um, we go over some of those questions and what you should be looking for when you hire a healer more in depth in that episode. But I love, I love that. Cause I don't think we talked about that in that episode. Yeah. Um, and so we have a, a series of questions to ask yourself if you're considering calling yourself a healer um, that I think are very thought-provoking and inspiring. You ready? Yes. I okay. love it. This is also um, some wisdom nuggets from Barbara, Barbara Brennan's book. Yes. So it's in the last chapter um, about the development of a healer. So a lot of information in there, but this was specifically the exercises to find your readiness to be a healer. Um, So maybe inviting you to close down your eyes, taking a few breaths here and just settling into the body. I'm going to ask these questions and leave um, some space in between to just see if your body has an answer. So Noticing any sensations, any expansion, any contraction, noticing any whispers or um, intelligence that comes through. How truthful am I? How well do I use my will in alignment with the universal will or God's will? How do I use power? Can I give unconditional love? Do I respect the integrity, the personal power, the will, and the choices of my clients? 
do I see myself as a channel that evokes the power from within the, the client so that they are healing themselves ultimately? What is my personal stake in having someone get well? Do I see death as a failure? So just being curious about those questions and what comes through for you. Um, noting any resistance or any places that you need to explore. Um, one of the ones that I thought was so fascinating is what is my personal stake in having someone get well? I feel like the, you know, big pharma and the medical industry, they don't want you to get well because they no longer make money off of you. And so being a healer, when someone gets well, they don't need you anymore, you know, like, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah. And, and is that okay? Do you feel that that's okay with that question? What, what's my personal stake? Um, anything you want to add to that? Yeah. When you were saying that, what came to mind was. So I've really, this has been kind of a 2023 theme for me is this image and feeling of being like a lighthouse and that light and love calling people to me so that I can guide them home to themselves. Um, and so when I think about that personal stake in someone else's healing, it feels like to me that when one person heals collectively, it opens the doors for more people to heal. So I love that. And it also feels like when someone else heals and I've helped them to find their own healing, it's like an amplification of that love and light. And so it's like that beacon becoming brighter and brighter and calling more and more people in because they're now shining to the people in their lives and they're like, well, I want to be shining like that. And it just is, it's like that ripple effect, but just in a different analogy and, and image in my mind of each person that heals through working with you then becomes <clears throat> their own beacon that may unlock the door for other people to want to explore their own healing and their own power to heal themselves. Mm, I love that. It's like a candle. Um, they're sharing their flame with others around them. Yeah. And soon the room is just filled with candlelight. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, I didn't come up with it. <laughs> it was um, a long story. I didn't come up with it. <laughs> so beautiful. Beautiful. Um, yeah, I just love that view that you're a beacon and when one person gets healed, it's not over. It's, it's sharing and empowering everybody that they know. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's collectively, beautiful. the more we all heal, the more we raise our vibration, which raises 
the vibration of the earth and our consciousness as a whole. Yes. Um, something I want to touch on is that we want to guide people home to themselves. And that sounds like you can't do it on your own, but that's wrong. You can do it on your own if you have the tools. And most people don't have the tools, the know-how, the information, but through our training and our embodiment, we understand what that looks like. And that's why we want to guide you. That's why we are here. Um, and I think that's maybe what makes the healer is that genuine love and interest in, in guiding humanity back to wholeness and raising the vibration of this planet. There is no ego involved in this work. We're a hollow bone, as Robin says. We are a clear channel and we are here for spirit and the mission of, of the, the universe. That just made my heart smile. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> no, that's beautiful. I think that that is the most beautiful note to end on. Perfect. Yeah. Thank you for joining us in this episode. Let us know if you have any questions, if anything resonates, or if there's any topics you would like us to explore. And we hope you have a beautiful rest of your day. Bye, friends.